I've chosen today a verse that uh, I'd like for you to turn to, 1 Timothy chapter number 6, 1 Timothy chapter number 6, and uh, I was sitting on the platform Wednesday night, and Mrs. Brown was pay, playing the offering uh, piano solo, and I was just impressed with the, the song. And uh, then this morning, uh, the Rochester sang about we're so blessed. And uh, I, I believe we are of all people on the face of God's earth, the most blessed people and the less appreciative, appreciative of all the peoples of the world. And I, I'd like to talk to you today out of just one verse, and I'll be done. Time for supper. <laughs> verse 17, please, for just a very few moments, not long at all. Uh, Paul is writing to young Timothy and encouraging him in his preaching, in his walk, and in his relationship with the Lord and with the church that he's pastoring. And he says in verse 17, charge them which are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. The song that Ms. Brown was playing, I think, is entitled, God is So Good. And I'd like to talk to you this morning on this thought, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. Most of us today will throw away more food than a lot of the people in the world will ever see. <clears throat> God is very descriptive in our text. If you notice the words rich, riches, and richly. I never was too good in my English courses. But if I'm not mistaken, I think there are eight parts of speech. Uh, for you A&M folks, I know there's nine. Notice, if you would please, the adjective that describes the text, rich. Folks, we are rich today. Notice the noun, the subject of the whole situation riches. Notice the adverb that describes all the rest richly. You know, if you scrutinize those words and think about it a little while, we are rich. We enjoy riches. In fact, we richly enjoy our riches. And the Bible said that God gave to a certain people 
And Paul is addressing a certain class of people. Look at the verse. Those rich in this world. Riches can be good or they can be bad. Riches can lead us in a good life or they can take us down a bad road. And riches always reveals character. If you do not believe it, watch some of the football, basketball, and baseball stars who goes from poverty to riches immediately. And it reveals real character. And I believe with all my heart in the eyes of the entire world, we Americans are rich. In the eyes of those who's living in third world countries, we today who are here are very, very rich. Instead of celebrating our riches, we've learned how to complain about not having any more. Have you noticed that lately? Instead of praise, we have learned how to protest. And instead of showing gratitude, we've learned to gripe a bit. All you better have to do is watch our television screens and you see our streets filled with dirty, ill-kept, educated freeloaders burning flags and know-alls who profess to be wise, they have become fools. If you notice it all, but we are so, so blessed. One illustration would be Colin Kaepernick. That name worse than Wolfenbarger. He's so concerned about the injustice to all the, all the minorities that he didn't care to vote to change the situation. It's amazing how far we've drifted in this country. But I think God has the answer. The Bible said, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What we know that the other crowd does not know that all things work together for good. To the, even the election sometimes work together for good to them that love the Lord. Those that are called according to his purpose. Now I've got to hurry. I've got three points to this message. Number one we have so much. Number two, we enjoy so much. Number three, we express it so little. Notice the souls. Souls. We have been so blessed. We have so much. Notice the Bible refers to them that are rich in this world. You and I are rich today. I don't know about you, but I'm rich in grace. <laughs> God looks at me as ugly and as decrepit and as sinful and as ungodly that I've been in all of my life. And all he sees is just covered with grace. 
just covers me with grace. I'm rich in grace today. I'm rich in love today. I have a lot of folks that love me. You said I don't. Well, you know, you're not very important anyhow. <laughs> but I'm, I'm rich in love today. It's good to be loved. Isn't it good to be loved? Huh? Isn't it good to be loved? Everybody wants to be loved. And I'm rich in love today. And so are you. You probably have somebody that loves you in spite of you. You probably have somebody that loves you that ought to be doing some other things to you. But we're rich today. We are rich. Those that are rich into this, in this world. I am rich in freedom and liberty today. I can preach what I want to preach. Preach where I want to preach. Preach as long as I want to preach. Nobody will probably stick around to hear what I'm preaching. But I have the freedom and liberty to preach where and as long as I want. I'm rich today. Amen. It has not always been that way. I am rich in luxury. I am rich in pleasure. I am rich in comforts compared to the rest of the world. And yet, we complain about how tough things really are. Who knows, gas may go to $4 a gallon. Who knows? Your beer may go up. Who knows? But I'll tell you one thing. I have so much. And compared to the rest of the world, so do you. Some of these kids are protesting in the streets wanting something else free. Amen. Uh, they need an old-fashioned trip to the woodshed with my daddy with his three-barrel razor strap. It'd fix a lot of ills in the world today. But we are rich. Can anybody say we're rich? And in this world, if you want to see how rich you are, just get in your car if you can afford the gas and drive west to El Paso. When you get to El Paso, just look to the south on the other side of the river and look at the houses they live in and the streets they drive on and the cars they do not have and the burrows tied to the hitch rail and you'll see just how bad we've got it in the U.S. of A. You say, well, preacher, I don't know. If you want to know how rich we are, I, I ask you please to take your kids to Africa and see if they're worrying about Air Jordans or hip underwear to wear. They're not worried about style. They're just worried about clothes. We're rich. You know, I know some folks has got more than three changes of underwear. I challenge you to go to the parking lot and find an automobile without cruise control. How many houses today do not have automatic dishwashers? We're rich. I charge them that are rich in this world. Charge them, he said, that they be not high-minded or trust in uncertain riches. Oh, could I help you today just a minute? Maybe we could take a trip to Afghanistan, maybe to Iraq, or maybe to Syria, and go through some of the concentration camps and, and some of the camps where that they're living in tents and little babies running around with nothing on. And maybe we would realize that the text is to us today who are rich in this world. We have so much. 
We have so much. And I thank God for the so much. And I may, uh, we have become in America, please excuse me, I do not want to make anybody mad, but we have become spoiled brats. Spoiled brats, if you please. And I am so concerned about it. I believe our biggest concern is what in the world will happen to us if we run out of much? When our much is not much anymore. Dear God, what are we going to do? What if there was not guaranteed medical insurance for everybody? What if Social Security went broke? What if somebody cut out the food stamps and ever give away program that we've developed in America? And God forbid some of you kids have to carry your lunch to school. What in the world is going to happen to this great society if we don't have free lunches at school? I'm trying to get there. (laughs) And God knows what we would do without college loans. Maybe the same thing I did. Pay for it. You say, why couldn't you go to Harvard? Two reasons. Not smart enough, broke. (laughs) We have so much. Those that are rich in this world, we are rich and we're complaining about it all the time. And what if our much runs out? Just the thought of losing our much. We have protesters in the street running around, every kind of ragtag dog looking individual in the world protesting. My soul, somebody's going to mess up the environment and spit in the street. Don't like this, huh? Let me help you. I don't care whether you like it or not. We are the recipient of the blessings of God and taking them for granted every single day. We have so much. My second point of this 30-minute message, we enjoy our much, so much. Watch this. Trust in uncertain riches. Well, could it be, have you ever seen it this quiet in this church? I had a funeral one time of a person that was lost, and it was this quiet. Is it possible that we have enjoyed our much, so much, that it has become too much? 
Could it be that our enjoyment of the blessings of God has now changed to trust in uncertain riches? And when our self-imposed God begins to dwindle away, we don't have anything else to trust in. Could it be, I ask you, has our enjoyment turned to trust? And if it has, that is the biblical definition of idolatry. And we have taken the blessings of God and made them an idol to ourselves. We have so much and enjoy it so much. Be careful now that heaven can't even be compared to what we've got. That's why we're so afraid of death. We don't want to run off and leave all this much. That is why our streets are filled with protesters that are getting a free education, but they don't understand what the Constitution has allowed them to do. They have had so much, they're scared that they're going to lose their much. Heaven to most of us today would be a downgrade. Amen, preacher. Could it be we have become addicts? And we're addicted to our much? I'm just I thought I'd pitch it out there because I didn't know how it would go over. And I am worried about that. Remember Lot's wife? Something got a hold of her and wouldn't let go. Is that a song? You ain't going to admit it, right? (laughs) Something had a hold of Lot's wife. Don't you look back. Don't you dare do it. And she looked back and what did happen? She got out of the world, but she couldn't get the world out of her. Are there folks today addicted to much? And we'll do anything to hold on to our much when we need to realize that our much is the gift of God. And he's given it to us that we might richly enjoy it, but not foolishly worship it. Is anybody here? I need to close. You say, why? I'm hungry. But I think we could define maybe 
the society in which we live, lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. Is that not so? And all the good that God has bestowed upon us and all the much and all the richest blessings that you can imagine, we have now began to trust in those things and put God on the shelf. We have much. We enjoy our much too much. And we express it so little. I like, I like uh, uh, the cartoon, Charlie Brown cartoons. I think they're very educational. Notice the Bible said that they be not high-minded. High-minded is proud, unappreciative, and arrogant. We ought not to be proud, arrogant, and unappreciative for the much that God has given us. We're not to look down our long religious nose at Mexico or at Iraq or somebody else who cannot hardly scrape a living out of the society in which they live while we drive and our huge automobiles live in houses so large we have to hire somebody to clean them. Come on. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded proud, arrogant, or unappreciative. Charlie Brown. I learned a lot from Charlie. It was Thanksgiving time. Everybody had gathered around the Thanksgiving table. Charlie and all the adults are eating. Snoopy is over to the side. And Charlie Brown prepares Snoopy his plate for Thanksgiving. He sets it in front of Snoopy and it's just plain ordinary dog food. And Snoopy looks at that dog food and he looks up at the table with turkey and dressing and all the trimmings. And Snoopy thought, this is not fair. And he griped and moaned and groaned about it for a while. Then he just contemplated and thought, you know, things really are not that bad. I could have been the turkey. (laughs) You could have been the turkey. Are you thanking God you're not the turkey? Are you complaining about how God has richly blessed us and made us the wealthiest in grace, forgiveness, finances, the wealthiest in all the world? Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded or trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth to every man richly (laughs) to enjoy. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. You know, just 
I have five minutes, and I'd just like to share with you what I'm thankful for today. Now, I'm, I, I'm older than probably 110% of you folk, but I am thankful today for the taxes that I pay because that means I got a job. I'm thankful today for the clothes that's beginning to fit kind of tight. That means I have plenty to eat. I'm thankful today for the shadow that watches me work because that means I'm living in the sunshine. I'm thankful today for the lawn that needs mowing and all the work that Ginger says needs to be done around the house because that means I've got a home. I'm thankful today for the huge electric bills that comes to my house in the wintertime because that means I'm warm. I'm thankful today for the complaining that I see on television about America because that means there's still freedom of speech. I'm thankful today for the alarm clock that sits by my bedside and every morning that annoying sucker begins to ring and snooze and whatever because that means I'm alive. Amen. Ain't God good? Amen. We are so blessed. Amen. Amen. I read recently, I've got two minutes. You don't believe I can do it, do you? I was reading the other day, and it's so, so apropos for what's going on today, about a young man who had just graduated from college with his CPA degree, and as a full-fledged certified public accountant, his father had been an immigrant coming to America years ago. And now he was a small business owner and filled with self-importance and looking at his CPA degree, the certified public accountant went to his father and said, Dad, you need help. Your bookkeeping is atrocious. It's terrible, Dad. There is no way in the world you even know if you've made any profit or not in all these years. And the way you're keeping the receipts in boxes and, and your cash in the cash drawer. and uh, Dad, you, you don't have any idea what you've made. And the dad looked at him and said, Well, son, I came to this country 
And the only thing I had was the pants that I was wearing. Now your brother is a doctor and your sister is a teacher and you a certified public accountant. Your mother and I own our own home. We have our own automobile and own our business. Now, son, add that up and subtract the price of the pants. And to me, that's profit. Have you, subtracted, have you subtracted the pants lately and figured out God is so good and you are so blessed. We could count our many blessings, I suppose, couldn't we? Count them one by one and it would surprise us what God has done. I was reading, the Bible said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. And the most perfect gift for by grace are you saved through faith. You know the rest? It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Could I ask you a question? How long has it been since you thank God for the riches that you richly enjoy.